0: Thank you for your words that you've spoken to us this morning. Thank you, Father, because we know that you will energize us the more. Father, we know that you will empower us the more. And, Father, Lord, that as we leave your presence today, we shall not remain the same in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, have your way. The spirit of the living God. We ask that you take absolute control. Let no flesh be seen. Take charge of this atmosphere. Take charge of this atmosphere. Open our eyes. That we will be able to see you. Have your way. Have your way Lord. For in Jesus mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Can you do something for Jesus? Hallelujah. I want to appreciate God for this awesome opportunity to be alive in the land of the living. And I want to also thank God for everyone seated here this morning. And especially, I also want to thank our Venerable. And the clergyman for giving me this opportunity. Amen. Amen. Um, I'm very happy to be in church today. I don't know about you. Um, By this time, last week Sunday, I was in the hospital. And um, today, I'm in church. And I'm not in church alone. I'm also in church with my family. Amen. Amen everybody completes everybody complete nobody's missing so I return all the glory back to you fact, at some point I was, my human mind was telling me that I won't be able to come here today but I thank God for our daddy in the Lord who encouraged me with God's word you know he's our daddy he's our father So, and that's why he's playing the role very well so I appreciate God and I appreciate him too And I'm glad that I'm in church this morning. Hallelujah. So this morning we're going to be talking about something very, very important. And very, very significant. In fact, it's a subject I personally love so much. We're going to be talking about the outpouring of the Spirit for a revived church. The outpouring of the Spirit... For a revived church. As we know today is Pentecost Sunday. So we are talking about the Holy Ghost. Amen. We are talking about the Holy Spirit. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit. For a revived church. And we have a text. But before we go to the Bible passages we have. I want us to understand something very very important. That there is no way you can function effectively... As a believer or as a Christian without the Holy Spirit, I want to drive home some point. There is no way you can function effectively as a Christian without the Holy Spirit. In fact, your functionality as a Christian and your oppressions as a believer is dependent on your relationship with the Holy Spirit. So, the extent you can go as a Christian, the extent you can go as a believer, is a function of how yielded you are to the Holy Spirit. As a matter of fact, there is no church, there is no Christianity without the Holy Spirit. Jesus designed Christianity... That the Holy Spirit will be the power behind Christianity. That is how Christianity is designed. So if you are doing your own Christianity without the Holy Spirit. You are actually on your own. Because you are not supposed to do that walk or that journey alone. There is a person called the personality of the Holy Spirit. Who is supposed to walk with you. Who's supposed to lead you? Who's supposed to direct you? Who's supposed to help you? Who's supposed to comfort you? The journey is not a journey of flesh. Christianity is not a journey of flesh. It's a journey of the Spirit. And you need the Holy Ghost. Part time. To go through that journey. I tell people that Christianity that the holy spirit is christianity made easy holy spirit simplifies christianity those days in secondary school there are some books we used to read government made easy i don't know if any of us any of us read that book you know you see government made easy economics made easy you know those books are not usually big but they simplify the principles of economics in a way they break it down in a way that you will understand it they simplifies, you know the issues of government and all that in such a way that it will become very concise precise and clear so when you are reading those books it's easy for you to understand them it's easy for you to comprehend them so our christianity is the holy ghost that simplifies christianity amen It is the Holy Spirit that simplifies. It is the Holy Spirit that makes it look like it's an easy thing. Without him, you will be frustrated as a Christian. In fact, the scenario I usually paint is, is someone that is without the Holy Ghost is like somebody that is on a journey with a vehicle and he's pushing that vehicle to get to his destination. For example, you are going to Lagos just imagine it and you have a vehicle probably the vehicle is not working and you're pushing that vehicle from enugu to lagos is that not frustration so a person without the holy ghost is like that man that is pushing his vehicle to a destination to a journey he's on a journey but he's doing it all by himself so with the holy ghost with you you are no longer alone you are like that man that is on a, on a, on a tear rubber SUV. And you are navigating through the cities and through the towns until you get to your destination. That is the level. That is the level. So, the importance of the Holy Spirit to a church can never be overemphasized. It cannot. It is like the air that will breathe. This is an introduction. It's like the air that will breathe. As a human being, without the air, you are gone. So what the air is to you as a living being is what the Holy Ghost is to us as a believer or as Christians. There's a song that said, this says, the air I breathe. The Holy Ghost is the air that will breathe. Without him, we are spiritually dead. Without him, we are no longer alive. So, it is very, very significant that you understand these things and you begin to function in them because the Holy Ghost is a person. He's a person. He's not a force. He's not wind. It's not a thing. The Holy Ghost is actually a person. He's actually God himself. We have God the Father, we have God the Son, we have God the Holy Spirit. One God operating in three different dimensions. So the holy ghost is god and he's seeking for a relationship he's seeking for an intimacy he's seeking for for a for for a relationship with us who are christians so we also need to understand that the bible said something in the book of of psalm chapter 1 verse 3 said that we're like a tree planted by the rivers of water and we produce our fruits in season someone that is filled with the holy ghost is like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water there is constant supply of water there is nothing like dry season the tree is always flourishing When men say there is a casting down those who are filled with the holy ghost who say that we're lifting up the things happening around does not affect them they are like that tree that has constant supply of nutrients and water. And you know what water does to trees and crops and plants? That is what the Holy Ghost do in our lives. So it is very, very important. Sometimes we downplay the place of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we do not want to talk about it. Sometimes we just are satisfied with the level we are, and we do not want to grow in our relationship with him. So this morning we are talking about the outpouring, the overflowing, the overwhelming presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. It is very important. It is the Holy Ghost that makes an ordinary person look extraordinary. That is the Holy Ghost. An ordinary person, a non-entity in quotes, But if that person is filled with the Holy Ghost, he becomes an extraordinary person. He comes into a place and things begin to happen. He's not a man of the yesterdays. He's not a man of the tomorrow. He's the man of the moment. The Holy Ghost makes you to be a man of the moment. You are not in glory of the things that the Holy Ghost did through you in the years past. You are not talking about the things that he will do tomorrow. You are talking about the things that the Holy Ghost is doing through you at the moment. He makes an ordinary person extraordinary. The Holy Ghost makes a natural human being a supernatural being. There is something called the force of the Spirit. So, this morning, the Lord is going to help us to understand the role the Holy Ghost plays in the life of the church. Because the truth is that the things happening around us today. can we need the holy ghost more than ever before am i correct we need him more than ever before we are in the last days lots and lots of things are happening things that will challenge your faith things that will challenge your your convictions over the years i was reading something recently and somebody was writing he said he said what is happening now is challenging my conviction it's challenging the things that i've known i was talking with a brother of mine on phone and we we're talking about the things happening and the conceptions and what the even believers what the believers are, are talking and the way they see the things happening we're asking ourselves what happened to our faith what happened to those things that we believed in what have happened to our convictions i'm not talking to, i'm talking to myself too So it means that something has gone wrong. When a believer will no longer depend on the power of the Holy Spirit, but the believer is not depending on the things happening around. When the Bible said that, for the just shall live by faith and not by the things you see. Because the things that you see, they are temporal. But the things that we do not see, they are internal. What has happened to the Bible, to our faith? The Bible said that we shall tread upon scorpions and upon serpents and nothing will by any means hurt us. What has happened to the scripture that said if your faith is like a mustard seed that you can say to this mountain be moved from where you are to another location and the mountain will obey you. So you will notice that something is fundamentally wrong. Read the scripture, now looks like an ordinary book to us. The power behind the word of God is no longer there. The Holy Ghost is missing. Read the church, people no longer differentiate or discern when the spirit is present and when he's not there. Church has become normal. People come in and they sit and they go. Remaining the same. No change. No transformation. No, 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 no evolution. No revolution in their lives. Church has become normal. Something is missing. Something is missing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I want us to understand something again before we proceed. That the ministry of the Holy Spirit... Actually, it did not start in the New Testament. The ministry of the Holy Ghost has been in existence before the foundation of time. Are you following me? The Holy Ghost is God. Now, let's open our Bibles. The first scripture we're going to read is Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1 from verse 1 to 3. I'm going to read. It says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Verse 3. And God said, Let there be light. And there was what? And there was what? Amen. So this scripture explained the condition of the earth before creation. After God must have made the heaven and the earth. If you look at it from message translation, message said first this: God created the heavens and the earth. All you see and all you do not see. Earth was a soup of nothingness, a bottomless emptiness, an inky blackness. God's spirit brooded like the bird above the watery abyss, and God spoke light, and light appeared. So, this was the condition of the earth. The earth was without form. The earth was shapeless. Message said that the earth was like a soup of emptiness. A soup, we know what a soup is. Some of us will not even eat soup that does not have meat inside. You know, there is no meat, but it's a soup. Other ingredients are there. Some of our men here will say it's an insult to eat soup without meat. Why some will not even Eat at all, but the Bible said that the earth was like a soup of emptiness, m- nothingness, meaning there was no, the earth was without any order. the earth was entirely empty, there was nothing inside of it, the earth was formless, the earth was without shape, nothing was working. The Bible said darkness was over everywhere. There was darkness everywhere. There was emptiness everywhere. Nothing was working. That was the condition of the earth. But what happened, God has to supply his spirit. The Bible said that the spirit of God was doing what? Was hovering around the deeps of the waters the holy ghost god had to supply the holy ghost so that he can take care of the atmosphere for the things he was about to do the work of creation and the bible said the holy ghost was brooding he was brooding he was brooding he was hovering over the face of the earth he was hovering everywhere arranging things in the spiritual realm putting things in order in the spiritual realm because God understands that principle that says that the spiritual controls the physical. And that is the formula of God. And that was what the Holy Ghost did. He was hovering around the earth. That earth that looks unattractive. That earth that was void. The Holy Spirit was brooding over it. And after the brooding, after the hovering after the spiritual work had been done the Bible said that God said what? let there be light and there was light so the word of God in your mouth is not effective will lose efficacy without the powering of the Holy Ghost it is the Holy Spirit that empowers the world so I don't know how your life look like Maybe your life is like that of the earth. There is nothing that is working in your life. Your life is formless. Your life is empty. Your life is like a soup of emptiness. There is darkness all over you. There is darkness all over your family. There is darkness all over your your destiny. Over your career. In your relationship. There is darkness. But let me announce to you. That the spirit of God can be supplied to you. And those darkness will disappear. And light will come into your life. That is the work of the Holy Spirit. We pray for the release of the Spirit of God upon our lives. He's the one that makes our lives beautiful. He's the one that makes our life beautiful. So, from this scripture, you will discover that the power behind creation actually was the Holy Ghost. He was involved. So, He has been there from the beginning. He has been there from the beginning now from this scripture i'm going to read out some of the things we can learn a life without the holy spirit is like a soup of nothingness that is number one any life without the holy spirit is like a soup of nothingness in your life number two there is a bottomless emptiness in the life of anyone who is not filled with the holy ghost and that's why some people they want to fill up that emptiness They begin to take alcohol. They begin to watch comedies. They begin to party. Those things can never take the place of the Holy Ghost. They can never feel your emptiness. So a life without the Spirit of God is full of emptiness. Number three, there is gross darkness in the life of anyone who is without the Holy Spirit. Your life is dark. Message said inky blackness there is no outer of light inside of it there is no efficacy of god's word in the mouth of anyone who is not filled with the holy spirit that's why you see somebody who say something is about to happen and the Person we shout jesus and nothing will happen when another man will come and shout jesus and something will begin to happen so the word of god in your mouth can only be effective only be strong when you are filled with the Holy Spirit. Because it is the Holy Ghost that will give power to that world. The supply of the Holy Spirit is important in our lives. Everyday life. It's important in our destinies, in our careers. Everything we are doing, we need Him. We need the Holy Spirit. We need Him at every particular point in time. Now, we're going to also look at how the Holy Ghost operated in the Old Testament. If you look at the Old Testament, you discover that the Holy Spirit was actually present in the Old Testament. And he manifested himself in different ways. Let's open our Bibles to the book of Judges chapter 3. Judges chapter 3, from verse 7 to 10. This will lead us to the prophecy of the outpouring. Then we'll look at it and a couple of other things and we'll begin to pray. Judges chapter Judges 3 from 7 to 10. Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. They forgot the Lord their God. And they served the Ba'as and the Asherahs. The anger of the Lord born against Israel so that He sold them into the hands of Cushan, Rishatatian, king of Aram, Nahariam, to whom the Israelites were subject for eighty years. But when they cried out to the Lord, he raised up for them a deliverer, Othniel, son of Kenaz, Caleb's younger brother, who saved them. The Spirit of the Lord came on him, so that he became Israel's judge and went to war. And the Lord gave the cushion with king of Aram, into the hands of Oniel who overpowered them. My emphasis here is that the spirit of the Lord came on him. There was a problem in the land. The Israelites, they did what was evil in the sight of God. And we know there are consequences to acts of disobedience in the Old Testament, even till now. So they disobeyed God. They did evil in the eyes of god they left the worship of god and they began to worship other gods and the bible said that the anger of the lord was so much the lord was angry and he gave them into the hands of their enemies and they became subjects they became slaves for how many years for eight years and they became slaves because of their evil And one day they began to cry to god they began to ask god for mercy and god reached somebody and the bible said that the spirit of the lord came what upon him so he became israel's judge and went to war and through him they overpowered their enemies so one thing that we need to understand here is that in the old testament there was nothing like the indwelling presence of the holy spirit the Holy Ghost was coming upon them for a particular assignment. So if the Lord appoints you for an assignment, He will send His Spirit to rest upon you, to empower you for that assignment, for that task. So in the Old Testament, they did not enjoy the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. If you also look at the book of 1 Samuel chapter chapter. 10 verse 10 where saul was prophesied and the spirit of the lord came upon him before then samuel anointed him as a king right anointed him and told him and prophesied to him that as you're going that you will meet a set of prophets on your way and the spirit of the lord will come upon you and you will join them in prophecy and that was what happened Saul was on his way to Gibeah, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon him after he saw the prophets who were prophesying and he joined them in prophesying. So in the Old Testament, that indwelling presence was not there. That was why when Saul began to disobey God, the Bible said that the Spirit of the Lord did what? Departed from him. That same power, that same anointing that came upon him left him it also happened to Samson when Samson deviated and began to do a manner of things and he woke up and decided to fight the Philistines like before he shook himself thinking that nothing that would come upon him again, he never did so in the Old Testament, two things are significant in their relationship with the Holy Spirit one is that the Holy Ghost was coming upon them secondly is that the Holy Ghost can leave them if they disobey him So they did not enjoy that indwelling presence that you and i can enjoy today they did not enjoy it so if god gives them an assignment god will empower them will rest his spirit on them so that they will be able to do that and it is also applicable today you cannot do ministry without the holy spirit you cannot do the work of god without the holy spirit even Jesus himself the Bible said in the book of Luke chapter 4 verse 1, say he was filled with the Holy Ghost he was filled with the Holy Ghost that was at the beginning of his ministry and the spirit of the Lord led him to the mountain where he was tempted, but the most important thing is that he was filled with the Holy Ghost so how can you do your Christianity, how can you do ministry without the Holy Spirit now let's look at the prophecy in Joel chapter 2. Joel chapter 2. That is our text for today, actually. Joel chapter 2, from verse 28 to 32. The prophecy of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Are we there? Now, and afterwards. I will pour out my spirit on all the people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see vision. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. I will show wonders in the heavens and on earth blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. For on Mount Zion and in Jerusalem there will be deliverance and the Lord has saved even among the survivors whom the Lord calls. Amen. That is the prophecy of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit by prophet jewel he was talking and he said in the last days that the lord will pour out his words his Spirit, upon all flesh not some people upon all flesh so nobody is exempted from experiencing this outpouring of the holy spirit sons and daughters mothers children fathers even servants even main servants no one is exempted i'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh upon everybody so the holy ghost this particular scripture has been fulfilled in the book of acts chapter two from verse one to five and all that we'll still go there but because god understands the importance of this outpouring He started talking about it even from the Old Testament. He was talking about it. The outpouring, the overflowing presence of the Holy Spirit. The the abundance of the Holy Ghost. Where you begin to experience the Holy Spirit like never before. Where the Holy Ghost will now reside inside of you. Where the Holy Spirit will begin to guide you and, 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 and help you and direct you on daily basis. A mighty supply of the Holy Spirit. An overflowing supply of the Holy Spirit. Where the Holy Ghost will take hold of you. The entirety of you. That's what Joel was talking about. Where the life you live is no longer your life. Where nothing else matters to you except your relationship with Him. Where you cannot do anything without Him. Where you hear Him part time before you take any decision or you take any action. Where you are constantly energized by the Spirit. When you go to a place and you know that you you have the sensing in your spirit that the Holy Spirit is not here. When you begin to live in the consciousness of God's presence. When out of your belly shall begin to flow rivers of living waters. When you become an embodiment of God's presence. When people come around you, you've not said a word, but they know that something is inside of you. If not, say the word. They just know that this person is different. When you are constantly refreshed, you are constantly on fire. There There is constant supply. You are always in the spirit. That is what the outpouring does. Somebody said that Muslims pray three times in a day. Some other person said that Jews pray five times in a day. But I tell them that with the Holy Ghost in you, you are always praying. That's what the Bible said that we shall pray without season. So it's not that your religious time of prayers, it is beyond that religious prayers. When you are walking on the road, you are in the Spirit. And you're praying in the Holy Ghost. That is what the outpouring does to you. When something happens, you are not reacting but you are responding by the holy spirit last week um friday, um friday or saturday when my baby was taken to the hospital i was somewhere in emene trying to get a property for a client i was just there and i received a call that my baby had you know blood in her stool and all that and she was not feeling too well that they were rushing her to the hospital people around me did not notice i quickly rounded up what I was doing. But from there to parking here I was praying in tongues. I was praying in the Holy Ghost. I kept on praying in tongues. I kept on praising, praising in tongues until I got to the hospital. And there is something it does to you. At some point, that fear, whatever fear or panic, will just get its way out of your life. Because you are connecting to the Spirit. The one that is in charge of all things so how do you respond to issues the holy ghost is available to all it is not something that is exclusive to pastors the holy ghost is not exclusive to some men of god or women of god the holy ghost is available this particular prophecy has been fulfilled he has been fulfilled. We are in the era of the Holy Ghost. We are in the season of the Holy Ghost, overflowing presence of the Holy Ghost. You can tap in, you can connect yourself to it. You can connect yourself to it, and you begin to live a supernatural life. Amen even before the the fulfillment, Jesus talked about it. When he was with his disciples, he kept on telling them about the Holy Spirit. So from the Old Testament, to the time of the law, to the time of the prophet, Isaiah prophesied about him. Look at Isaiah chapter 44 verse 3 and 4. He prophesied about him. Joel prophesied about him. In the time of Jesus, he was filled with the Holy Ghost. And he never stopped talking about him john chapter 16 verse 7 said but i tell you the truth it is to your advantage that i go away for if i do not go away the helper will not come to you but if i go i will send him to you the holy ghost is our helper john 16 verse 13 to 14 but when he the holy spirit of truth comes upon you he will guide you into all truths for he will not speak On his own initiative. But whatever he hears him, he will speak. Jesus speaking. The Holy Ghost guides us into all truths. Recently the Spirit of God was interpreting this scripture to me. Do you know that you need the Holy Spirit to guide you as you study the word of God? You need him. Without the guidance of the Holy Ghost, you can get into heresy. You can get into error. And you'll be running with it. And before you know it, you begin to have disciples. People you are discipling. That will follow you. A man that has not learned how to submit his will to God. A man that has not learned that, that everything you have on earth belongs to God. That you are just a custodian of the things that you have. A man that has not learned sanctification and holiness. A man that has not learned the place of the Holy Spirit in his life. He's is now studying about prosperity. Prosperity is not bad. But the foundation, the fundamental things are not there. So you need the Holy Ghost to guide you into all truths. Teaching about prosperity is truth, but you need the guidance. So that He will guide you precept upon precept. Like someone that is building a house from foundation, laying a block foundation to another level, to another level until the house is completely built. That is the work of the Holy Spirit. So you need the Holy Spirit who will begin to teach you the fundamental things about God. Who will begin to guide you. Who will begin to show you scriptures that you will study. Who will begin to tell you this month study the book of Proverbs. Next month look at sit on the person called David. Look at the person called Daniel. There was something I did in his life. The spirit of excellence was upon him and you need the spirit. Study him. It is the Holy Ghost that does that. Sometimes I'm in the kitchen. He speaks to me. All the mistakes I've made in life, the mistakes I made without consulting the Holy Spirit. I can count so many of them. People defrauding me, getting into wrong stuff. All those things we had done when I did not consult. There is no way you consult him and you'll be in error there's no way he guides you and you will have problem there's no way and some of us are so adamant have also experienced it that you are getting into something and the Holy Spirit is telling you this thing you are going there is no way there. but you are looking at it as this thing is an opportunity and you are getting into it at the end of the day you will regret the Bible says there is a way that seems right in the eyes of men but the end thereof is what? Destruction. So when you don't involve him, you are hitting destruction. You are heading to the rock. There is a thin line between life and death. That's why you need him all the time. A man of God was speaking and he said one day he was traveling and he was he, he, he took a, a route or a route that he has not taken for a very long time. Without knowing that there was a big along the road. And he was driving because he wanted to meet up for, for, for administration. But he was shocked. As he was driving, he didn't see vehicles. He would look at his back. No vehicle was coming. Nobody was overtaking him. He became worried. And he began to pray in tongues. So He knew that something was wrong. And he said immediately he got to where that ditch is. He heard in his spirit, stop! And he stopped. Came out. And lo and behold, there was serious ditch. If he had driven like a minute, he would have entered there. And that would have been the end of his life. So there is a thin line. Just imagine if that man was not filled. Sometimes you want to enter a vehicle and you hear that steady voice inside of you. Don't enter this one. Sometimes you, begin, you are in a hurry. You want to enter. You are heading to destruction. Sometimes when I enter public buses and I'm seated somewhere that I feel is very comfortable, and somebody comes and says, they ever can, they ever cannot. I quietly leave. I quietly leave. Or oh, there was one that happened to me one day in Lagos. I was traveling to the east and I entered into a vehicle. The vehicle got filled. I didn't know that where I was seated, I was sitting, that somebody had already paid for the place. And immediately the vehicle was about to leave, somebody just came. I said, this place is my seat." And they moved me from there to a new, a fresh bus that nobody was inside. But I was not angry. Because I understand the workings of the Spirit. I understand the workings of the Spirit. The Bible said that all things are working together for our good. Those who are filled with the Holy Ghost. Nothing works against us. Nothing works against us. All things are working for our good. All things are working for our good. Just ensure that you are filled. Ensure that you are in constant communication and communion with Him. Nothing will work against you. It may look like it is working against you in the sight of men. But in a spiritual realm, something good is happening for you. Something good is happening for you. Man can see in a different way, but the most important thing is what God is saying. Amen. We need the Holy Ghost in our lives. We need the Holy Spirit. So I will ask the Father and He will give you another helper that he may be with you forever. Try. The Holy Ghost is our helper. And God has released him to be with us forever. So we no longer experience the coming and the going of the Holy Spirit. We have him inside of us, we have him living inside of us. That's why the Bible says that our bodies are temple of the Holy Spirit. We are mobile altars, we are mobile shrines. Anywhere you're going, you are not alone. The Holy Ghost is there with you. The Holy Ghost is there with you. As you're stepping into the examination hall, have that consciousness that you're not there alone. You are carrying a deity inside of you. You are carrying God, deity that is greater than all deities. Sometimes I'm going to court and I'll I, I be like, God, Holy Spirit, I need you. You're entering into the theater. To do some surgical oppressions you need him my prayer is that we we'll begin to live in the consciousness of the holy spirit amen now let's quickly look at the importance of the holy spirit in the life of a believer the importance there is no ministry number one there is no ministry without the holy spirit there is no evangelism There is no winning of souls without the ministry of the Holy Spirit. That was why Jesus had to be filled with the Holy Ghost before he stepped into ministry. Let's look at Acts chapter 1 verse 8. It's a popular scripture. If you are there, you can help me read it. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Acts 1 verse 8 Hallelujah When the Holy Spirit comes on you And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem And in all Judah and Samaria And to the ends of the earth. Amen So you shall receive what? Power After the Holy Ghost has come upon you. This morning, the Lord was talking to us about going out to prophesy, making disciples for Jesus. There is no way you can make disciples without the ministry, without that power of the Holy Spirit. You cannot make disciples, you cannot do ministry. You cannot do ministry. The Holy Spirit empowers you. It's just like driving a vehicle without fuel. empty empty tank and you're traveling will you get to your destination no so the holy ghost is like that thing that fuels us in ministry so when you feel that you're running dry you begin to you sit with him and stir up that gifts that is inside of you stir him up so we cannot do ministry without him number two the holy spirit gives us boldness and confidence He gives us boldness and confidence. Look at the life of Peter. Peter denied Christ. That same Peter that denied Christ. On the day of Pentecost, he was very bold. He was very confident. After that experience, and he began to minister. He began to preach. And on that same day, how many thousand persons gave their life to Christ? How many? 3,000 persons. That same Peter that was naive. That same Peter that was afraid. That same Peter that had no boldness. But he experienced the Holy Ghost. And boldness came. And boldness came. Someone like me, before I got filled with the Holy Ghost, preaching to people was a problem to me. And I was one of those people that gave their life to Christ and waited for a very long time before I got filled. So I was wasting my Christianity. So if you don't have the Holy Ghost in you, you are wasting your, your you are wasting your Christianity. That boldness was not there. That confidence. I'll be wondering, what would the person say? Would the person chase me away? Would the person shout on me? And all that. Until one day, I had an encounter with the Holy Spirit. And my life turned around. I began to preach in buses. I began to preach in buses from unisict sites to Palm sites. i'll preach from there till, till people get to school that is what the holy ghost does it gives he gives you confidence he gives you boldness you are not afraid of anybody you're only afraid of god you're not afraid of anybody you're not afraid to tell people the truth some of us rejoiced with me early this year when i traveled to abuja for a job that seemingly looked very good one morning the morning the morning that i knew that this thing is not the will of god was I, I was praying i was i had so much heaviness inside of me on a saturday i was not supposed to go to work but they said we must come to work that day and i was praying in tongues i was i didn't know what i was praying about i knew i was heavy i knew something was not right and I kept on praying. I kept. I prayed for more than one hour in tongues, in tongues, communicating to the Holy Ghost. And all of a sudden, it was as if something left me, and a, a power came upon me. And I went to the office, and I told the other there in a meeting, "Oh God, we do respect to you." everybody was looking at me because the man was like a sadist a man that ogwa like this you start crying he will finish you he will. One, one guy the guy that is heading the ICT unit a married man with four kids I saw this man crying in a meeting because of what that so called boss was telling him the man was crying he was crying. The ladies in the meeting started crying because the, the, the man is an he's he should be in his fifties. He was crying profusely. He stood up, sat down, he, conf- he was just crying. He didn't know whether to leave the unit. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. People were afraid of him. And as I was praying, the Lord was even telling me. So. Now, that very meeting, I told him, oh God, this one, this one, this thing, this thing, with due respect to you, people were looking at me, this small boy, what thing give you liver? What thing give you liver? But I told him, oh God, this thing is wrong. You can't run this thing like this. We can't achieve anything like this. The man roared like a lion. Who are you to challenge me? But there is also a lion inside of me. The lion of the tribe of Judah. He's inside of me. Some of us are quiet, but in, in the spiritual realm, we are not quiet, so we learn things in the spirit. The people we are, they were like, hey, CJ, I spoke to him. I told him the truth. I told him the truth. He, became, he, want, he wanted to go physical, but I was just standing. I was just looking at him. I knew he can't get close to me. And that was the end of our relationship. Hallelujah. Amen. That's what the Holy Ghost does. You can't be a slave somewhere because of 500,000 or 1 million when you have the Holy Ghost inside of you. He gives you confidence. If you're a boss here and you are traumatizing and, and killing the souls of men because you are the boss, may the Lord have mercy on you. He gives us confidence. The Holy Spirit helps us to pray effectively. You cannot pray effectively without the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that we do not know even what to pray for. Or how to even go about it. But the Holy Ghost, through the Holy Spirit, we can pray. I was telling, somebody was asking me recently, How can a Christian be praying for one hour? What are you even praying it's not this English that we are <laughs> it, Okay, he was asking. It. it shows that the person does not understand. That prayer is not a physical. It's, except your own is physical. My own, even when I want to spend time, I spend time with him. When the Holy Ghost is in you, you don't count minutes. And that's one of the things this lockdown has done for us. It gives you time. You're no longer rushing to go out for work. You spend time and begin to pray the Holy Ghost. As you continue to pray, one minute, two minutes, five minutes, ten minutes, twenty minutes, because it's not you that is doing the praying, it's the Holy Ghost that is praying through you. And you pray and you cover areas that ordinarily your English vocabularies will not be able to cover. You deal with issues that is not at the realm of your mind. The Bible says that he that prayed in the Holy Ghost edified himself. That his mind is unfruitful. That is the realm. Things that are not available at the physical realm. Things that are not available at the realm of the mind. That is the things, these are the things you are dealing with when you pray in the Holy Ghost. Sometimes you have promptings to pray. you just going to say, Father, I thank you. In the name of Jesus, everything is working. And you run away. No! When the Holy Ghost prompts you to pray, sit down, kneel down, lie down, and begin to pray. The, my most important time are the times I spend alone. When my kids are not there. And my wife is also not there. I'm sorry to say, but that's the truth. That's my precious time. Because nobody's disturbing. nobody's calling you, Daddy, Daddy, are you praying? <laughs> and start hitting you, Daddy, 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 Daddy. this person is beating me. Uh, not say so sorry, are you calling No. To so my the greatest time I have at those times, am I alone? I enjoy them. So the Holy Spirit helps us to pray and pray effectively. Number four, he gives us understanding... And deep insights of the scriptures. Deep insights. Revelational knowledge. You get it by the Holy Ghost. That scripture that looks normal to you. When the Holy Spirit breathes upon that scripture. Hey! When the Holy Ghost breathes upon and begins to break them down for you. And you begin to see different dimensions of the scripture. And you begin to see different areas. And the Holy Ghost begins to bring it and and make it to look to solve a particular need in your life. That is what the Holy Ghost does. The Holy Spirit helps us to serve in humility. You cannot be humble if you don't have the Holy Spirit in you. You cannot be humble. Recently, I went to visit a mentor of mine. And somebody came to see him. And my mentor said, take... This bottle of drink, and go and give him a soju. Amen. And I, something said, no, don't just give it to him. Look for three look for glass, and I did that. Lo and behold, I met the man, and I gave him the thing. As I was about living he must say, hey, be he said, I Open this thing, also. Something was like, I should react. What kind of insult is that? And I've, I've gone beyond what I was even told to do. <laughs> you know? So, but immediately, I smiled. That's one of the things that helps me. My smile. I smiled. And I said, oh, okay, I'm sorry. I had to open the drink for him. And I left. What I heard in my spirit is, well done well done you've done well probably the man does not know me by the time he asks you know and you know we lawyers we can be very very arrogant sometimes have you seen a lost a lost student or not a lawyer now how they brag with their black and white you know and this one is a lawyer called to bar since 2012 you know so but that is what the holy spirit does he helps you to serve in humility You are humble to the core. It will not look logical. It will not look sensible. It will not look reasonable. The reasonability will not be there. Jesus washing the feet of his disciples. Was there anything reasonable about it? Was there anything logical about it? But he sat down washing dirty feet. That is the mark of humility. And it's the Holy Ghost that can do that. So check yourself and ask yourself, is the Holy Spirit working in all areas of my life? Holy Spirit helps us to forgive. There are some things that somebody will do to you. He said, no. I don't know your experiences. But well, you I know if I begin to give you a microphone to talk about the things that you have experienced from people, you'll be like, but when you have the Holy Spirit and He helps you, He both the the it in. Some of us can keep dates like my father, before he died. He will tell you that Mr. Okeke did something to him in 1976. That day was on a Thursday. And it was in June, 27th of June, and I can still remember the time. It was around 7:50 p.m. He doesn't forgive, he doesn't forgive. And also Johnny Heborea. Amen. But the Holy Spirit helps you to forgive. Helps you to forgive. You forgive both the ones the person have done and the ones the person will still do. That's the way you relate with your wife and your husband though. Forgive him in advance to have your own peace. To have your own serenity. So that When you are praying, nothing is disturbing you. That's what the Holy Ghost does. He helps us to forgive. He helps us to be joyful, even when there is no reason to be joyful. The Bible says that he is our comforter. Something happened recently. A friend of mine that lost the, the mother, they are very close. Very, very close. He was my roommate in the university. He's a pastor now. Very, very close with the mom. And all of a sudden, things started opening up for him. He rented a three-bedroom flat. You know, he has been burning his energy ministry for years. And all of a sudden, there is an opening. And the mom took ill. The mom was in Enuguyeh. Took ill. And this young guy came from Orca to come and see the mom. After seeing the mom, just two days after seeing the mom, he traveled back. And we're, on a Sunday, we were just leaving church. And, and my wife, we were just leaving church. And he called us that the, that the mom was in the hospital, that we should please go. By the time we we'll go to the hospital, the woman, and we'll go hi i didn't know how to communicate that to him so finally he came he was told the guy said no this is not what god told me from 12 p.m or 12 noon that the guy came we started praying oh pray we pray and pray and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed prayed. at some point i took my wife home came back we prayed and prayed at some point it was until we got the knowledge that she's gone but the boy refused. He refused. The doctors that say he's in denial, you know, coping, coping circle, that he's in denial. Somebody said, no, psychiatric, we should look for doctors. You know, so after that, some, after some days, I called him, I spoke with him on phone. he said, bro CJ, child, the Holy Spirit has actually helped me. I didn't know I would survive this. He's the only son. The only son. He said, I didn't know. Because I was praying for him. I was saying, Holy Spirit, please comfort this guy. Comfort him. Comfort him. So the Holy Spirit is our comforter. He's our comforter. He gives us joy when there is no reason to be joyful. That's when you begin to sing, The joy of the Lord. Is my strength, the joy of the Lord, is my strength, the joy of the Lord, is my strength, the joy of the Lord, is my strength. It's the Holy Ghost that gives us songs like this. In the midst of difficulties, when there is no reason to be joyful, you've lost a loved one. Your husband is no longer there. Your wife is no longer there. It is the Holy Spirit that will comfort you. We need Him. Hallelujah. That's why it surprises me when I hear that believers are suffering from depression. With the Holy Ghost in you, there is no depression. It pains me further when I hear that a Christian committed suicide. It shows that the person does not have the Holy Spirit in him. That was what happened to Judas. Judas had opportunity of repenting like Peter. But he decided to go to the way of destruction. And he killed himself. The Holy Ghost was not in him. Nothing nothing on earth should take you into depression. Nothing on earth should take you into committing suicide. Go to America. Even pastors are committing suicide. Even pastors. People that stand on the pulpit to encourage others. They are killing themselves because of issues. When you are filled with the Holy Ghost... Yes, difficult times will come. Tough times will come. Rough times will come. But the difference between you and an unbeliever is that in those tough times, there is something backing you up. There is something supplying energy to you. There is something strengthening you. People will be confused. It's difficult for you to catch me without being calm, no matter what. It's difficult to catch me in disarray. It's difficult to catch me. And that is what the Holy Ghost does. The Holy Spirit teaches us all things and brings all things to our remembrance. I've, ter- I've told the story of a believer that was writing an exam and he became blank. That was the time I told that story. He was blank. He was writing an online exam and the Holy Spirit told him, relax. And immediately he prayed and sang a song. Be still, I know that I am God. That was the song the Holy Ghost gave him. He was writing an online And as he was singing that song, questions were going... If you have written an online exam before, you know. After some minutes, that one will go. But he was blank He was not getting anything. He missed some questions. But immediately, he finished singing that song. He began to answer. He got all other answers correctly. And he passed the exam. Notwithstanding that he has failed some questions before. That is what the Holy Ghost does. He helps you. Even in times of difficulty. In your exam hall, he helps you. The Holy Ghost is our comforter. The Holy Spirit... Help us to love effectively. You cannot love. The Bible said this, that, 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 that the Spirit of God has been shed abroad in our hearts. So we cannot love effectively. The love of God is shed abroad in our heart through the Holy Spirit. So as a believer, you cannot love effectively without the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives us direction. We've, we've, we've learned from this pulpit about the crossroads. Sometimes we get to crossroads of life, we don't know the way to go. There are two options. You don't know the one that is the will of God for you. You need the Holy Spirit to give you direction. To give you direction. Take this way. Take this way. Leave this other one. And that's what the Holy Ghost does. He gives us direction. So there are many other benefits of the Holy Spirit. Time will not permit me. But there's one that is very important to me. The Holy Spirit helps us to live a holy life. Sanctification is the work of the Holy Spirit. There are some lifestyles that you will not get into. If you have the holy spirit in you there are some things you will not do there are some things that you will not say with your mouth some people take alcohol even christians but me i can never take alcohol in fact the holy ghost have told me personally that the day i begin to take alcohol then anything i'm doing is powered by that alcohol that's why some some prophets You see them on the altar. They are preaching. They are jumping. You think that it is the Holy Ghost that is powering it. Some of them is bottle that is powering it. So there are some lifestyles. Someone that is filled with the Holy Ghost will not be permitted to live. There are some things you must give up because of who you are carrying on your inside. Those things may not look like sin to you, but you must give them up. That is how the kingdom functions. For you to gain something, you must lose something. You cannot gain your life and lose. And you cannot lose your life and gain it. That's the way the Bible said it. You must lose something to gain something, you must drop some things. There, there's something we call level of consecration. It's the Holy Ghost that takes you through it. You see some people, they don't make up, they don't wear makeup. don't wear earrings, jewelry and you begin to, it's their own level of consecration my mom does not so there are some things they may not be bad but because of your relationship with the Holy Ghost you are not permitted to do it Bible says that all things are permissible but not all things are not experienced, so there are certain things that the Holy Ghost in you will not permit you to do Recently, I saw on Facebook, It touched me. A brother that I know. In fact, we were in the same evangelistic group at some point. And he braided his hair by issue. And was looking like a celebrity. Amen. I'll read out what he, what he wrote on his Facebook. Part of it. He was looking like a celebrity. And he wrote, let me read it out. said, yes. I decided to braid my hair. Think what you will, but then I have decided to stop taking life too seriously. After all, none of us will ever live it alive. This is a, a brother, a brethren. He was he has pastored the church, a fellowship. He braided his hair, wore one skimpy trouser, one tight polo, and was doing like this on Facebook. amen and people were surprised and before then, he has been quoting scriptures or nate here on facebook all of a sudden and he wrote this thing that he does not want to take life what seriously again try this life you will not take life seriously again and you say something is okay with you it means that something has gone wrong people started telling him somewhere telling him this life this lifestyle does not fit you is against the, the things some other people are encouraging him yes this is good, this is good. Thank God you've left that, that, that nonsense you are into. And so we are healing him. When you have the Holy Ghost in you, there are some things you are not permitted to do. Do you know that there are some brothers that do not watch football? They don't watch match. I watch to. Oh. I doubt if our venerable do watch Chelsea and mine. <laughs> I doubt. So, it's, there, there are some things you are personally, specifically not allowed to do. There are some brothers, they don't wear jean trousers. They don't wear jean trousers. They'll tell you, no, I prefer my plain trousers and my big shirts and my apostolic sander. You know, so I don't quarrel with people. You know what and what God has spoken to you not to get into through the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, how do we stay up the Holy Ghost in us? Very, very important. The Bible is speaking in the book of First Thessalonians, chapter 5, verse 9, it says, Do not quench the Spirit. Some of us, we have the Holy Ghost in us, but the Holy Ghost is inactive. We have quenched him. He's no longer functional. But the Bible talked about stirring up the gifts of God upon your life. That was upon you by the laying of hands. So it's important for us to stir him up. And how do you stir him up? You stir him up by praying in the Holy Ghost. By praying the Holy Ghost. The Bible says, he that prayeth in tongues, he defies himself. I do not know the Holy Ghost you have in you if you don't pray in tongues. I do not know if it is same, that, that same Holy Ghost that I have, that you have, and you're comfortable not praying in tongues. You must pray in tongues. Praying in tongues is like self prophecy. What prophecy does to the church, edifying the church, speaking in tongues edifies you. It's, it, it's you prophesying to yourself, it's a spiritual language. It's our spiritual dialect. I know what what it does to me when I travel out and I go to places and I hear somebody speaking actually. I feel so comfortable with the person. Imagine when you are praying in tongues to God. You are speaking the language of heavens. You are speaking the language of heavens. As you are praying in tongues, you are being navigated from one realm of glory to another realm. You deal with uncommon issues as you pray in the Holy Ghost. That was why Paul told them that, I am very, very happy and grateful that I speak in tongues more than you all. There is power in tongues. It does something to you. As you're starting, just like a, 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 an aircraft that is about to, 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 to take off, it may be, you may be struggling, and you may be moving, and you may be moving gradually. gradually. As you keep praying in tongues, something happens to your spirit. You are energized. Before you know it, you are soaring. You are soaring, you are moving from one place to the other. You are you are getting insight, you're getting revelations, your eyes are being opened. So many things are happening, different kinds of supernatural experiences are taking place in your life. That is what praying in tongues does. So we need to constantly stay up. Just like I said before, God has given us opportunity to always be on fire for Him by the Holy Ghost. As you're washing your clothes, you can be praying in tongues. As you're sweeping the house, you can be praying in tongues. As you're doing anything, you, as you're driving. Sometimes when I drive, I pray in tongues. When I feel it, I begin to pray. We are supposed to pray always. We are supposed to pray always by tongues. It does wonders. I've been under siege. robbers came to attack me in my family house. They could not gain entrance. Because I was shouting in tongues. My voice was even higher than your voice. Open the up. I was praying in tongues. I didn't know when they left because they'll be like this guy. Amal, let's leave him. So he does the wonders. One of my friends those days in school. If you if you're in Oka, you know what they call him where masquerades will begin to harass people learning how along the road. The guy was walking, a masquerade came to attack him. He, Baya kabalo Sabahaya. They say sorry That's what tongues does it clears the road for you if you are not speaking in you are missing you are missing a lot you are missing because your prayer life will be dry you will not enjoy christianity without the holy ghost you will not the holy spirit is sweet if you're here you are not filled with the holy ghost this morning you'll be filled in the name of jesus You'll be filled. You'll be filled. You have to give your life to Christ. One, you must be born again. Born again gives you entrance, admission into what we are talking about. You must be born again. You must be born again. You must be born again, and you must have the hunger and thirst for Him. You must be hungry for Him. You must be hungry for Him. You must ask Him for the supply of the Holy Ghost. You must ask Him for the supply of the Holy Ghost. We are talking about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Ghost is the agent of revival. There is no revival without the Holy Spirit. He's the agent of revival. There is no church without the Holy Ghost. There is no church. There is no church. There is no church. Your Christianity is full of frustration without the Holy Ghost. Stand up on your feet. Stand up on your feet begin to connect your spirit to him this morning if you are here and you are not filled with the holy ghost this is an opportunity for you to run down to the altar Ah, we need him. We need him. You are here. You are not filled. You are here, but the Holy Ghost is no longer operational in your life. You used to have him. You used to have him. Or you don't even have him at all. Please rush down to the altar. Rush down to the altar. Rush down to the altar. You need the feeling. You need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You need him in your life. If you have quenched him in your life, if he's no longer active... Please come out, come out, come out, come out, come out, come out. The Holy Ghost is about to move. The Holy Ghost is about to move. I used to have it before. It's not a property. I used to have it before. It's nothing. It's nothing. It's nothing. It's nothing. We are talking about the man of the moment the man of the moment not the man of the yester years, who used to have fire but the fire is no longer burning who used to carry fire but those fire is no longer there please rush out it's a period or it's a moment of revival it's a moment of revival you need a revival in your spirit you need a revival in your soul you need to enter into another deeper relationship with the holy ghost ah evidence of having the holy ghost in you is your ability to speak in tongues it's your ability to communicate in the heavenly language if you know you don't have it come out come out come out come out it's an opportunity for you jeka ba shaba la 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 just begin to pray in the holy ghost begin to pray in the holy ghost i want to hear our voices let it let it flow i want to hear our voices being a communication the spirits Makata kata ba ya bo shata ya la 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 ma kere bo shaba the a refreshing time. it's a refreshing time. Feel free to refresh yourself in the presence. Shabala bala 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 Shaka Lift up your hands towards heaven. Lift up your hands towards heaven. Ah. Uh, New
1: world, rainbow, Mashaka, Bayaga da, Shaba, Shaba, so
0: let it flow, let it flow, let it flow. Let it flow, let it flow,
1: let it flow. Let it flow, let it flow, let it flow, let it flow. Let it flow, let it flow, let it flow, let it flow. Let it flow, let it flow, let it flow. Let it flow, let it flow. Let it flow, let it flow. Let it flow. Let it flow, let it flow, let let it flow, 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 let it flow. Let it flow, let it flow, let it flow. Let it flow, let it flow, let it flow.
0: As you're praying in tongues, something is happening to you. As you're praying the Holy Ghost, something is happening to you. An experience, an experience, an experience, an experience. Something is happening to you as you're praying in the Holy Ghost. No, no, no. I cannot, don't live here without it, having something from him. Uh. Don't live here empty. Don't live here empty. Uh. Something is happening to you right now. It's a refreshing time. Uh. It's a refreshing time. Uh. A time of revival. Uh. We open up ourselves to you tonight.
1: I am
0: tired I'm tired I need a deeper relationship with the Holy Ghost I need a deeper walk with him I am tired of the status quo I am tired of
1: the level that I am There's gotta be more Shaka, bala, 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 bala,
0: Hearing it again as, I was, as we are praying. There are some people who used to operate in spiritual gifts, gifts of prophecy. There are some women here who used to have gifts of prophecy. Gifts of prophecy. There are some that had some extraordinary gifts gift of words of knowledge, words of wisdom, gifts of healings, working of miracles. Along the line, something happened. Along the line, something happened, and you lost it. This is an opportunity for you to get it back. It's an opportunity for you to get it back. The power of God is going to come upon you. Nakatayagada, Shabahayagada Negradar Siam Rana Masha Bahayagada, Holy Ghost. The fire of the Lord will come upon you, Shabana. You get a devil Shabahayavana, Shabahana, 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 you will just know that you've gotten it back. You will know, you will know. You used to pray for sick and they will receive their healings. But something happened. Along the line, something happened and you lost it. You used to prophesy. God used to show you things in visions. In your dreams, in your dreams, you used to see things. But you've lost, you've lost much of
1: those
0: things.
1: Yeah, keep it up, 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 up,
0: and it will continue from here, even as you go to your various homes. In the name of Jesus. I did hear your amen. In the name of Jesus. Precious Father in heaven, we give you praise. Thank you for the outpour of your spirit upon our lives. let it continually flow in our lives Holy Ghost continually flow in us continually manifest yourself in us who receive your gifts who receive your gifts who receive your blessings soul in this place. Every family represented in this place. Receive a torch from the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Let the river of the Lord flow in your families. That river. That river. That same river in the garden of Eden. That same river that prophet Ezekiel talked about. I go to the ankle, to the knees, and took call of the people. Let our river flow. Let our river flow, let our river flow. Let our river flow, let our river, river flow in our destinies in our ministries in our careers in our families among our children among our women among our men among our young people in the name of jesus Amen. from today henceforth, we shall never experience dryness again every dryness in our lives disappear in the name of jesus Amen for the connation life disappear in the name of Jesus Jehovah to take my Chineke Jehovah to take my Chineke Oko Sanya Jehovah Kayana Masia na suya mani ofreliana bashaha Katusifahanya prolos ya katufrehansh Abrahamia la bosia Katia frehush bahosh handa frahala yarashi. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Thank you, Father. Those that you've healed, their healing is permanent in the name of Jesus. We shall hear testimonies of their healings. Begin to do the things that you were not able to do before. Exercise your faith. It has taken place. Those back pains, they are gone in the name of Jesus the arthritis are gone in the name of Jesus the diabetes and the hypertension are gone in the name of Jesus that cancerous vein and blood is gone in the name of Jesus it's dried up in the name of Jesus that waste pain that waste pain is gone in Jesus name any aspect of your body that is sick the Holy Ghost is touching me right now the Holy Ghost is touching them right now. The Holy Ghost is touching them right now. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for answering our prayers. Begin of you know, giving praise. Just begin to appreciating. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Praise.